Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Baseball is back, and the Reds are poised for one of the best seasons in franchise history. Welcome into the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr. We don't want to just win, we want to dominate. And here we go. That's now the second time you've heard Michael Lorenzen talking about the Reds' aspirations in 2020. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hope you guys had a great July 4th weekend, had some good times with your family, barbecue maybe. Maybe you stayed quarantined. I don't know exactly how you spent the weekend, but hopefully you remembered those who gave their lives for our country. Now, today, let's talk about... Some good news. I'm going to give you some positivity here, at least from my point of view, when it comes to baseball and getting this season completed. Also, I have a thought. Based on this shortened season, what I'm hearing, kind of connecting the dots and presenting an idea for you as to how the Reds can best utilize their pitching staff in 2020. We're going to get to all of that here in just a moment, but before we do, make sure that you are subscribed on whatever podcasting platform you are currently listening on, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the Himalaya podcasting app. I don't know. There's a whole bunch out there. It's got a subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. You won't miss any episodes that I deliver to you. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked on Reds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. Plenty of coverage on the social media channels as the season gets underway. We've had three days of camp, well, uh, four days, depending on when you've listened to this. Uh, And when you look at how the Reds have practiced and we're getting closer, there's a reported opening day of July 24th. Hopefully, we'll have a more detailed schedule here on Monday, if you're listening to this in the future, then you already know the answer to that. Congratulations. But as it stands right now, I'm recording this on Sunday night, still waiting for that detailed schedule. And I got a question on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's, as I had mentioned. And, you know, this was this is a question that a lot of people have on their minds. And I'm an overly optimistic person. I realize that, and I hope that I convey that through this podcast. I know here through the pandemic, uh, you know, hollering at a cloud about Rob Manfred and all this other stuff probably doesn't convey that quite as well as if it were a normal season where hopefully the Reds would just be absolutely on fire right now and we'd be having a great time but I hope to convey optimism and let me give you a little bit of optimism here it was a question from Brennan Huff at Brennan Huff 27 on Twitter he says Jeff first time caller long time listener love that by the way uh, kind of feeling like we aren't gonna have the season like maybe we start but then it gets turned off again what do you think I need some optimism well, let me tell you what, Brennan, and this is a 
this is definitely a subject that absolutely permeates the group of Locked On Major League Baseball hosts on Twitter. We have a group text message, sort of group DM or whatever the word is there. I totally butch that, but whatever. I, we have a group message that there's half of us that are super optimistic and half that seem to be, at least from my point of view of optimism, they seem to be very pessimistic. Talking about different stats and like, oh, this guy tested positive, this this team has this many, this all this other stuff. Are we even going to get baseball going on? I firmly believe we will. I think they're going to complete the season. There's too much money at stake. Now, take that as you will. You may think, well, if money's going to trump everything, then why should I like baseball? That I can't help you with. I'm not here to try and convince you to be a baseball fan. I just love the Reds, and I'm going to talk about them every single day. And when I look at the Reds in 2020, I think they're set up for a very good year. So there is a selfish point of view that I'm coming from and believing that we'll get the season going because I firmly believe if we have a full season, it's going to be a special year, a full 60-game season, that is, shortened season, full year, you know, you get it. It's going to be a special year for our Red Legs, and we're going to have a lot of fun as Reds fans. So I'm selfishly optimistic in that point of view, but I'm also optimistic when I look at the fact that they've uh, created these expanded rosters. They are at least doing as much as they can to prepare for the eventuality that a player or a group of players tests positive for the virus and have to be shut down for X amount of days. That's why there's all of these players. You've got the taxi squad, all that good stuff. They're starting the first two weeks of the season with 30 active players. That's the first two weeks, just in case somebody tests positive during camp. Now, David Bell confirmed in an interview on Sunday that all intake testing has been done by the Reds. I don't know if that means that they have all the results and all that stuff, but they've tested every single player, all the 57 guys who were supposed to be at Great American and at Prasco Park. So that's a good thing. And they even said that Pedro Strope and Anthony DiSclafani, the last two guys to show up to camp, they are all now in camp as well. So when I look at it from this aspect, I think, number one, they've set up these expanded rosters with the idea that there may be some, you know, some uh, positive tests. So they're trying to prepare for that. On the other end of the spectrum, they've got money on the table that they don't want to leave there should the playoffs get canceled. So I think there's going to be plenty of motivation for that to happen. I also think, and look, I'm no medical expert, but most of the cases that I'm reading about within Major League Baseball are asymptomatic. Now, I know that when it comes to our daily society, it is a danger that we infect others who may not be able to fight off the virus that well. But when it comes to looking at baseball players in a vacuum, they're pretty healthy. They're far more healthy than me, although if you've seen pictures of Pablo Sandoval lately, you probably would argue that point. But for the most part, they're all physical specimens, and I think they'll be able to recover from the virus very well. I I think we'll have a full season. That's just me. I know optimism is not the in vogue thing right now, and I know that pessimism is very common and that it's very hard to see the positive side, but I hope that I've at least presented something of the effect to you. I believe we'll have a full 60-game regular season and a full set of playoffs and all that good stuff. Now, that being said, when it comes to the season, we'll get back to that because that's my that's my expertise. When it comes to the 
the positivity and looking at the virus and looking at the cases and all this other stuff, I'm not going to try and read between the tea leaves because I don't have any sort of health expert knowledge. My wife knows health stuff, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, hey, babe, so what's this look like? What what do these test results say to you? I, I, I don't want to do that to her. And number one, I like being positive. So I'm going to remain positive until I hear the words, the baseball season has been canceled. I firmly believe that won't happen, though. All right, so let's get back to talking about baseball. I want to look at the Reds' pitching staff and how it could be best utilized in 2020 in just a moment. But first, have you checked out rockauto.com yet? If you're looking to do some work on your car, if you're handy, or if you're trying to take it to a mechanic and you don't like the quote that you're getting, you can at least know exactly how much the parts will cost when you go to rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need and a very easy user interface in which you can find the parts that your car does need. You just look on the drop-down list on the left side for your brand, you find your make, you find your model, you find your year, all that information, and then bam, a drop-down list of all the parts that go with your car pops up. You don't have to know the name of your part. You can find it through that list. And they've got reliably low prices. If you go to a brick-and-mortar store, they're going to have all kinds of different prices, whether you are a contractor or if you're just somebody trying to do it yourself. RockAuto.com doesn't do that. they got one low price for you for the parts that you need. So check out rockauto.com. Whenever you're in the checkout section, enter in the how did you hear about us area, enter locked on to let them know that Jeff from Locked On Red sent you. That's rockauto.com. We've now had three full days of workouts, and I love it because they're at least showing the live video, and you can go back and watch it on replay, at least on Twitter and Facebook and things like that through the Cincinnati Reds social media accounts. And I know that that's kind of goofy, but it's something nice to have on the background and be like, ah, baseball. Baseball is happening at Great American Ballpark, even if it is, we're just talking about practice. Just talking about practice. Anyway, when we look at this and we're starting to get ready for the season, we're starting to evaluate the points of the Reds in 2020. And I talked about the Vegas odds at the end of last week, looking at, you know, 31 and a half over under for the win total. The Reds are up there when it comes to chances to make the playoffs and chances to win the pennant, things like that. How are they going to get there? One of these strengths from last season was the pitching. And they added Pedro Strope to the bullpen. And for the most part, during the first half of last season, we talked about the bullpen numbers a couple of weeks ago, uh, or last week actually, when it, when we look at the first 60 games of 2019 for the Reds relievers, those were pretty good as well. But when it comes to 60 games, and you're looking at this starting rotation, and this starting rotation is loaded with talent. There's not one team in the league that doesn't covet the Reds' rotation. Mark my words on that. Luis Castillo, one of the most exciting pitchers in the game. Just for fun, I was watching Intentional Talk the other night. Kevin Millar said that there will only be one no-hitter pitched in 2020, and Luis Castillo would be that one no-hitter, and he would do it against the Pirates, which would make it extra special. But that's neither here nor there. It's just people are recognizing his talent. 
And then you also have Sonny Gray. And although Vegas had him at like the 13th highest odds in the National League to win the Cy Young Award and things like that, he almost had a better year than Luis Castillo last season. And at the third spot in the rotation, you've got Trevor Bauer, a dude who has said he wants to pitch. And this was last year, during the season last year, not even looking at this special shortened season. He has said he wants to pitch on shorter rest. He could pitch every fourth day if need be. So maybe you have a four-man rotation. And it's interesting to note that some of the questions that I've seen people pose to Mark Sheldon and C. Trent Rosecrans and Bobby Nightingale and the, and the, the people who cover the Reds day in and day out is, will the Reds have a six-man rotation? I think that that's going the wrong direction. I think they should have a four-man rotation. Let me explain. Last, uh, when you look at last season, just looking at Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray, because I could add in Trevor Bauer, we all know that his numbers were bad, and we all know that you would just poo-poo the idea of me throwing Trevor Bauer in in any scenario because of those bad numbers. So let's just look at Luis Castillo for a minute, because he was talking about in an interview on Sunday – He's ready to go six to seven innings right now. He's super, or I guess it was on Saturday. It wasn't on Sunday. It was on Saturday he was saying this. But he has said that he has put in quite a bit of work during the hiatus. He was keeping up his bullpens. Apparently he was actually tossing at Xavier University with some of the coaches there, and Lee Tunnell was there monitoring him, making sure that everything was going right, that he was you know going through his repertoire. But at the same time, he talked about the fact that he was getting in plenty of work, and he feels super ready to go for the season. He could pitch six to seven innings right now. And that is key because if you're talking about even if you have just a five-man rotation, you're still going to want to ease those guys into it. So if you've got workhorses like Luis Castillo and Trevor Bauer who can go their full bore right now, that would ease up some some stress on your bullpen, even though you're going to have a few more arms in there. So uh, Luis Castillo started games last season. In 32 starts, the Reds were 17-15. and 15, And that was with the run support just slightly below the team average. The team averaged 4.3 runs per game. When Luis Castillo pitched, they averaged 4.2 runs per game. So it's not as if there was a huge drop-off. We're not talking about a dude who barely ever got runs scored for him, a la, you know, like Aaron Harang back in the day or something like that. Always seemed to be a weird thing with him. I don't know if anybody else remembers that, but I remember back in the day Aaron Horan got, like, no run support. Anyway, so just 17 and 15 in those 32 games. Now let's throw in Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo, both together, you're talking about a total of 63 games. So just over the amount of games we'll have this shortened season – they had 63 starts between the two of them last year. The Reds were 36 and 27 in those games. What have most people, most pundits been talking about, most baseball talking heads have been talking about when it comes to playoff teams this season? If you can win around 35, 36 games, you're probably going to be in the playoffs. You might even win your division. And with the Reds over-under of wins set at 31 and a half, 
and the fact that both the Cardinals and the Cubs were right there at 31 and a half as well. Even Vegas believes that 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 a win total of 36 games could be like probably the division winner in 2020 for the National League Central. And that's just in Castillo and Gray started games. Now, when you take a look at this in context of a shortened season, obviously they're not going to be the only two starting pitchers that are pitching. You also have Trevor Bauer. You probably have Anthony DiSclefani as well if you look at a four-man rotation. So that then bodes the question, how many games will each one start? Say you start and end a season with four-man rotation. That's 15 starts per pitcher. It's not bad. I mean, in a, in a five-man rotation, you'd have 12 starts per pitcher, which means you know you got to make up those 12 starts that you'd probably be giving to Wade Miley. But now Derek Johnson mentioned in his interview on Saturday talking about the possibilities of mixing it up with the pitching staff. He talked about piggybacking starters, like tandem starters. So you've got a game where a guy goes three innings, and then you have another guy who comes in and pitches another three which is going to be interesting for those of you out there that still like to talk about wins and losses for pitchers and things like that. It's going to add a whole other wrinkle to that argument that they're just completely unnecessary, definitely in 2020, because when you end the season, the the league leader in wins might have like five or six wins. So, yeah, we're throwing that out of the table. We're just talking about team wins here. We just want the Reds to win games. I don't care what pitcher wins the most games when it comes to the starting rotation. That just does not bother me at all. So if you're talking about tandem starters, then you probably do get into a four-man rotation where maybe on the back half, like say Anthony DiSclefani goes maybe three innings, maybe four innings. Then you can get two or three really good innings out of Tyler Malley, Wade Miley, Lucas Sims, or Michael Lorenzo. Don't forget, he was a starter at one point, and he can pitch longer than one inning. Just because we're thinking of him as a closer and waiting doesn't mean that he can pitch only one inning and that's it. That's just not the case. And in fact, he was talking about in his most recent bullpen session, he's like, yeah, I want to pitch every day. There's only going to be 60 games. I want to pitch every single day. I don't want to miss any of these games. I love Michael Lorenzo, man. He's he's awesome. And, and it's funny because reporters asked him, he said, it looked like you hit 103 miles an hour on the radar gun. He said, well, we had this special ball that mess, uh, that um, measures velocity and spin rate and all this other stuff. And according to the stats from the ball, I threw over 100, so I'm not going to say that I didn't. So there you go. Michael Lorenzen, he's ready to go as well. But you're talking about an arsenal of pitchers that could really get this four-man rotation idea to work because you've got two workhorses in Castillo and Bauer, and nobody's really talked to Sonny Gray just yet to see how he's feeling. i got to I gotta imagine he's probably pretty close to feeling the way that Castillo and Bauer are, and DiScofani looked like he was in pretty good shape too. I think the Reds are very uniquely situated that they can get their horses at the top of the rotation much more starts than expanding to a six-man rotation where you are now taking starts away from Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer. I just don't think that's a good way to go about it. I think the better way to do it is a four-man rotation, and I'd love to see the Reds implement that here in 2020. Tomorrow, hopefully, uh, we're, all indications are the detailed schedule will be released 
on Monday. So on tomorrow's podcast, we're going to break that down. Going to take a look at how the Reds fare in this schedule. Reportedly, the Reds opening day will be on July 24th, and that will kick off a streak of 17 straight days with Reds baseball. As a fan, I'm pumped, baby. Let's bring it in. All right, come on, Reds. That'll do it for today's podcast, though. Make sure that you are subscribed on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Schedule stuff tomorrow. Later on in the week, Mo Egger will be joining me. We'll be looking at this shortened season, all of the oddities that are probably going to come out of that, and... Whether or not he cares about people who will doubt the legitimacy of a 60-game season. All that and more later on this week as Mo will join the show. But that's it for us today. Now tell your smart device to play Locked On Major League Baseball. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.